Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Happy Time, Happy Money Podcast. Working in a marketing industry, I recognize that the most often problem I hear is that I don't have money or I don't have time. And then I realized I can help you with both, so why wait? This is not your typical create budgeting spreadsheet podcast. My goal for this podcast is to spread education around time, money, crypto, blockchain in the simplest language possible. Tune in and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to Happy Time, Happy Money podcast. And today we have Jen Patterson. Jen is the money coach for female entrepreneurs with over 15 years of experience. Jen has helped hundreds of women repair their relationship with money using her unique money management technique. Hi, and welcome, Jen. Hello, thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. So good to have you. I would love to learn, and my audience would love to learn all about you. Tell us everything. How did you start to do what you started? Well, how did you start to do what you started? What are you doing right now? Absolutely. So money has always been a big part of my life. Granted, money is a part of a big part of everybody's lives, but I've always loved learning about money. I've always loved being just in that environment. So I started out as that 18 year old dying to know as much as you possibly could. And so I would go to these big financial conferences and it was always hilarious because there was, you know, little 18 year old me in the sea of old white dudes. And people would look at you like, why are you here? <laughs> but that's just who I was. I loved learning about money. So I went to university, got a degree in economics, and then went to work as a financial advisor. And I was a financial advisor for about five years. And let me tell you, it was an eye-opening experience for me. I, being in a home where I was raised by an accountant and money was talked about very openly and discussed almost daily, really, in my house, I was suddenly presented with all of these other kind of money stories and experiences with money that were completely foreign to me. And I learned that the way I had been raised and my own desire to absorb as much information about money as possible was pretty unique. And most people didn't have that exposure that I had. So I found out that particularly women were craving financial knowledge, but whenever they sought it out, the options for financial educations were really terrible. You could go to the bank and get talked down to if you were some, you know, little girl in pigtails and should pat you on the head and give you a cookie. Or in my experience, you go to the bank and talk to someone and they completely ignore you and talk to your husband or your partner, whoever else is there. And it's no, you're, I'm, you, you want to talk to me here. <laughs> so you know, all of these options, they, to me, they were really terrible. So I really started working in financial education. I really wanted to work towards teaching women these skills that are really not that hard and can be a little bit overwhelming. But if somebody is there that can walk you through it and teach you how to do a lot of even the very basic to some of the more complicated things, most women, like I would say almost every woman I've ever met is completely capable of being amazing with money. They just need a little bit of how-to. It would be like handing somebody who's never driven a car before the keys to a Ferrari and expecting them to drive it perfectly. It's probably not going to happen. They're probably not even going to get out of the driveway. When it comes to our money, that's what, this is, that's what it's expected of us. And it's just 
completely backward and bananas, if you ask me. As I said, really got into financial education. And I started specializing in entrepreneurs because the same pattern kept popping up in my practice. An entrepreneur would come see me. They would be just phenomenal at their chosen trade. And I really do mean every type of entrepreneur in every walk of life. We're talking everything from doctors and lawyers to tradespeople, to coaches, to product-based entrepreneurs. It did not matter what their business was, but usually they were very good at it, had no problem bringing in revenue, no problem signing clients. And they were just doing amazing on that side of the business but they were always living paycheck to paycheck. They were struggling. They didn't understand how to manage their money because inevitably they went to school. They learned how to do their chosen trade, their passion, their whatever, but nobody actually taught them how to run a business because as an entrepreneur, not only are you managing your personal finances, you're managing the finances for a business. And that's again, a completely different skill set that has to be taught. It has to be learned. And if nobody teaches it to you, you have to learn it on the fly. And then you end up with a business that's a complete financial disaster. And that's why a lot of businesses that seemingly are doing a lot of business because their finances are mismanaged. So that is the very long story of how I ended up doing what I'm doing is, you know, teaching female entrepreneurs, these really straightforward and easy skills, but they're so crucial to have a business that is financially stable enough to go the long-term. Oh, I absolutely love that. I, I love it. I wish I have a debt accountant that will speak openly about money because in my house, it was like not. The strategy was save, save, earn, and like just a save, I don't know, a year for something. And that's been always all the shortage of freedom of choosing and buying something that you want. And I appreciate people like you that is like super openly about it and sharing and supporting women. So where do you start if you are not a money person, if you grew up like me and you haven't really got your finances under management or anything, like where do you start? So the place you start is the same place that you start with any new skill, and that is paying attention. So when you go to try something new, when you go to start to learn something new, you just start to pay attention to it. You think one of the big ones that I always use as a metaphor, because we've all experienced it, is eating. We all eat. And when you don't pay attention to what you're eating, when you just eat whatever's in the fridge, we've all been through it in the last 18 months with the pandemic, I'm sure, where you, you know, lost that awareness. Suddenly you're not paying attention to what you're eating and you find yourself eating junk and instant stuff. And it's the same thing with your money. When you don't pay attention, it just disappears and you don't really know where it goes. And suddenly you're broke and you don't remember how you got there. It's the same, you know, eating the bag of popcorn and you're at the bottom of the bag and you don't know how you got there. So the first step for anybody who's not really sure about what to do with their money or they're feeling overwhelmed or scared or whatever, I always say, pay attention. And so what that means is looking at your statements, looking at your online banking, seeing where the money is actually going and take five minutes once a day, add it into a daily habit of to just open up your banking and look at it. It really is that one little step can be an absolute game changer for so many people because they completely don't pay attention. And a lot of people think that financial freedom means that you don't have to pay attention. And that's not correct. People who are really financially free, they pay attention to their money a lot. They spend a lot of time with their money. They're not head in the sand, la, 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 somebody else is going to take care of it for me. People who are really financially stable are very involved with their money. So step one is always and first and foremost, 
pay attention. So look at your statements, open up your online banking, be very aware of what's happening with your money. And then the second step is just starting to look around at the financial world. Pick up a book about money and just flip through it. Read a few pages, read a chapter or two, see how it feels and make friends with your finances. It sounds ridiculous, but it really is step one. Love that. I wanted to give, what is the number, you will say like top three mistakes, just one, two, three, that people are making with their finances. First, I can catch it from what you shared. It's not paying attention, you know, with others. Welcome to the short break sponsored by Happy Time, Happy Money Podcast. To get into the news and projects early, join my Telegram channel where I share all information that I don't share anywhere else. Happy Time, Happy Money channel. Link will be in the description below. And now we go back to our guest. Yeah, so absolutely. Biggest mistake number one is that head in the sand, not paying attention and completely ignoring your money. That is the by far the worst thing that you can do when it comes to your finances. The second thing that I would say, particularly entrepreneurs, but also those of us who are in nine to fives make is not prioritizing paying yourself. 
So this is a big issue in the entrepreneurial world. People think that they need to pay their dues. They need to be in business for three years before they can take a paycheck. They need to be earning a certain revenue threshold before they can start taking a paycheck. And that's just completely incorrect thinking. You need to pay yourself from day one. And the same thing if somebody who is also maybe not an entrepreneur, who is utilizing all of their money for something else, paying everybody else and forgetting themselves. We've all heard the pay yourself first, and that can be really challenging. So there's a few strategies that you can start to implement, and I'll I'll get to that. The biggest, second biggest mistake is putting yourself absolutely last and not remembering to pay yourself. And then the last thing is not thinking into the future, not thinking about what's coming down the pipeline. Once again, the last 18 months to two years have taught us that we don't know what's coming. We have no clue what's coming. There are some very strange things that this world throws at us. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that there is something in your life or your business that is not going to go according to plan. Do I know what it is or when it's happening? Absolutely not. And if somebody figures out how to predict those things, come find me. But in the meantime, we know with 100% certainty that something's going to go wrong. We just don't know what or when. And so I would say that 99% of problems get easier if you have cash to help you not necessarily even fix them, but at least get you over whatever it is that giant crisis that's going to get thrown your way, whether it's your hot water heater bursting, your daycare closing suddenly, your house burning down, gush, I hope that's not the case, (laughs) your, you know, Facebook suddenly decides that they're going to change their algorithm and they're not going to allow ads anymore or whatever. There's a million different things that can happen. I know that this morning I read that Instagram is changing their swipe up to a button. Like that could very easily impact some businesses and having a little bit of cash laying around that can float you until you can make those adjustments is going to make light years of difference in how you manage that stress. So, you know, first and foremost, pay attention. Second, make sure you're paying yourself. And third, oh, for the love of Pete, please make sure you are saving for the unknown and putting at least a tiny portion of your money every single month into a emergency fund. And what an emergency fund is just a stash of cash. It doesn't need to be earning interest. It doesn't need to be doing anything for you other than sitting there ready and waiting for when that crisis happens because it's coming. We just don't know what or when. Yes, there's always cycles and there's always the coming and going. So pandemic gave us this little shake. So I'm happy that the things there are picking up right now in terms of, okay, how do we look in terms of finance, time and everything? Thank you so much for that. And the last question that I have for you, it's a feeling the blank question. So if you, the question is, if you really knew me, you will know that I am blank. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. If you really knew me, you would know that I am a shopper. Oh, and that is a faux pas in the financial world. Uh, Those of us who are financial professionals are not meant to be shoppers, but you know what? I love to shop. I love spending money. I love wandering through stores of beautiful things and thinking about what I would do with each and every one of them. The thing is that I plan for that. And I make it a part of my money plan. And so 
I don't have to feel guilty about my love of shopping because it's Mm. just part of the plan. And the problem comes for when it gets out of control, when it becomes an impulse or becomes a crutch or things like that. But I always like to say, don't let anyone yuck your yum. So what that means is if there's something that you want to spend money on that brings you joy that you think that others are going to judge you for, don't let them ruin that for you. So if you really knew me, you'd know that I was a shopper and that I'm not ashamed of that, even though I I work in the financial world. I love it. Why you should be ashamed of that? If whatever you want, it fits your soul, it perfectly for you. If you plan for it, you can do anything you want, whenever you want, you got to plan for it. All right. Thank you so much. I know you have an awesome gift. So tell us what it is and where our audience can find you. Absolutely. So the gift that I have is my signature bank account architecture mini course. So it retails for a value of $97, but for your listeners, I am going to offer it for free. And so this is a mini course that teaches my very specific, very unique and unusual way of managing money by using a system of bank accounts. Rather than having one bank account that's like a big schmush of all your money, You use multiple bank accounts and separate each one out and give it a job to do. And I walk you through how to set it up, how to make those choices and how to talk to your bank so that you're not getting eaten by fees. Because that's always the first question that pops up when I say have lots of bank accounts and everyone's what about the fees? Don't worry, that's there. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming over. And if you're watching or listening to this podcast, just scroll down and all the links and social media and all the information that we mentioned this episode will be there in show notes in the webpage of the episode. Thank you so much for coming, Jen. And I'll see you in the next episode, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at happytimehappymoney.com.